0: Welcome everybody to another edition of CFP Today right here on Canadian Football Perspective. Uh, I've been trying to get these uphill, not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Had a lot of games in the month of July, but I am going to start anew here in August and hope that we can get a full month worth of podcasts in for you. Try and do it daily as much as humanly possible. We'll see how that goes. But I do want to thank our good friends over at Fox 40. You can check out all Fox 40 gear and products. Make sure your combine runs smoothly heading into the fall football season. You can, uh, of course, get their uh, whistles, stopwatches, ball pumps, more, fox40shop.com. Use our code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. I want to begin this month, the month of August, by talking about the Edmonton Elks. Uh, There has been all sorts of discussion around the Edmonton Elks, what is going on with them, how people feel about the organization uh, inside the alumni, what's happening at Commonwealth Stadium, is the crowd good, is it not? Uh, the one thing I do love is Conrad Plews, uh being able to be the indigenous artist who was able to uh, get that logo on the side of the helmet. I know the the easy, low-hanging fruit joke for everybody. Oh, nice. Yeah, you, you switch away from the team name and you go to Elks and then you want to go ahead and use it. None of these things are, I mean, they're total non-sequiturs. And uh, it has nothing to do with the results of the team on the field. I hate when I see the comments on social media that are, hey, we're trying to do something really great. We're trying to get the community engaged. We're trying to honor our past and also our present. And people are saying, oh, is that going to help you win games? It doesn't matter. Like it's, I understand there's frustration in and around the organization, the way it's been run. But what I'm looking at is specifically on the field. And really what I'm looking at is the quarterback situation. And it's because I always do, but really in this situation, it's starting to come to a head for me where, Taylor Cornelius is not going to be a CFL quarterback. Like, and period. He's not going to be a CFL quarterback. Like, whether it's this year, next year, whether he bounces around, does somebody else take a chance on him otherwise? I've been hearing for years he's got the tools, he's got the this, he's got the that. He's not going to be a CFL quarterback. He's a big dude with a big arm, doesn't have a lot of success. Would he be better in a different system? Probably. Will he be better in a different system now that Stephen McAdoo's on the way out? And maybe. Maybe we'll see but I'm I'm done kind of dancing on the fence and saying well you know maybe and oh he's got potential and oh wow look at that arm and oh the tendencies and the, oh he could really run and it, there's just better there, I just genuinely believe watching people like Dustin Crum come into the CFL seeing Chad Kelly come in and do what he's done being able to have as much opportunity as Taylor Cornelius has been given with such little success I'm just I'm over it I'm done I'm done with with all of that. And the organization should have been done with it, I think, a significant period of time ago. The next thing you move on to is Jared Dagey. I covered his game on Canada Day Long Weekend a month ago at this point, June 30th against the Ottawa Red Blacks. He didn't have a f- second down conversion in the first half. Like, he talked a big game coming in of, I've been here, there, and everywhere. I've bounced around. I've gone through adversity. I can play in any situation. I feel very comfortable with who I am and my future and, you know, I really want to use the CFL as a way to get people's attention and maybe grow into it. And I was really excited by him because I think the arm strength is there and a lot of the same things that I would say about Taylor Cornelius. But talking to people throughout really my life about what makes a good quarterback, got to be smart, accurate, and tough. Jason Moss always says this, smart, accurate, and tough. And number one on that list is tough. You have to survive. I was talking to Orlando Steinauer a couple weeks ago. You have to survive in order to be a good quarterback in the Canadian Football League beyond a game or two, which Dustin Crom is up against now. You have to survive injuries, and you have to survive game plans that are specifically built around trying to stop you. Taylor Cornelius, Jared Daggy, I haven't seen that. Kyle Loxley obviously was in the fold with Edmonton. Now he's catching touchdown passes as a receiver for the Hamilton Tiger Cats that's maybe a different discussion for a different day about the way that they're using him and and Hamilton's entire quarterbacking situation but this is where this all brings me at the start of the year I'm watching Taylor Cornelius and he's the same dude and Edmonton looks like the same offense the same offense that is putting you at or near the bottom of the Canadian football league time after time after time In just about every single statistical category, which to me holds any weight. I'm talking 13.1 points scored per game. I'm talking 12.4 offensive points scored per game. A league low 11 touchdowns scored on the season. Now that we are through two months of football in the CFL. Offensive touchdowns, they've got 10. Net offense, dead last. 290 yards of net offense per game. Offensive plays per game, 49.3. They can't stay on the damn field. Why? Because they're not completing passes. Their completion percentage is 60.1%. BC is 10% better in completion rate going into week nine. I can go on and on. Obviously, we know the difficulties of all this. But here's where the concern really comes in for me. The start of the year, I see this, Cornelius. I go, woof, And I sent out the GIF, which, by the way, I, I had a lot of success the last couple of years making GIFs. Um, the CFL changing their internal film system has not allowed me to be able to access the television broadcasts of games and be able to clip them apart and make fun things for social media. So if anybody enjoyed the GIFs, I apologize for that. I'm trying to do my best to battle uphill against that. Plus the stat stuff, plus the play-by-play responsibilities, on and on and on. But I tweeted out a GIF of just Trey Ford, which was basically just my way of saying, there you, you can't go wrong playing Trey Ford. Nobody has said this entire time, well, Trey Ford's not the answer. I think it's it's the most obvious solution on the planet to what is ailing the Edmonton Elks, whether it is generating interest around your fan base, excitement, adding some speed to your team. Like, obviously, Trey Ford is not the perfect quarterback. But can you do any worse than Jared Takey and Taylor Cornelius and Kai Loxley when he was in there fumbling? And the answer to me is no. And it's been no for about a month. So with that all being said, all signs certainly point to Trey Ford getting his opportunity. I'm excited about that. Don't get me wrong. I want him to play. But my question for you is what should our expectation be of Trey Ford under this situation in Edmonton? Because this is the type of stuff that has the potential to ruin people's careers. Trey Ford is an incredibly smart guy. He's a bright player that I believe should have a bright future. When he got drafted by the Edmonton Elks and Chris Jones, my biggest fear was that he would not be respected as a quarterback and given the ability to develop and learn. You think about quarterbacks that came into the CFL a decade ago. Trevor Harris, Zach Laros, Jeremiah Masoli. None of them were forced to play early on. Cody Fajardo was a backup quarterback, a short yardage quarterback, not forced to play right away. I asked him about that this week during our CFL and TSN Zoom calls. And he said he was incredibly thankful for not having to play early on in his career because he got to learn how to be a CFL quarterback. Is Cody Fajardo incredibly uh, off the charts? Zach Calaro zipping it down the field against the BC Lions time after time after time? No. But what Cody Fajardo is, is somebody who understands how the CFL game is played. And he credits getting to watch and learn and understand for that. Trey Ford had to play by week four of his rookie season. It was desperation then for Edmonton now. It's desperation for Edmonton now over a year later. And my concern with this is when Trey Ford got drafted by Edmonton, as I said, we did our analysis, we did our breakdown, we went to commercial break. I turned to Dwayne Ford and went, man, I hope he gets treated as he should there. And I don't think he has been. And Chris Jones has shown time and time again with the quarterback moves that if there's a lack of belief in the quarterback or in the room, it's going to have a negative impact on that quarterback and on the morale of that room. Trey Ford will play through that because he's a classy dude. But I don't believe that this is where Trey Ford's football journey ends in the CFO. I just hope he lays down good enough film that other people still see the potential that everybody obviously saw in him when he was coming out of Waterloo. With that being said, does he help cure all of Edmonton's issues? Hell no. And that's where the challenge lies. If you're Trey Ford, how do you go in there, lay down film, play at the best of your abilities, ignore all the noise around you, or ignore the change in offensive coaching staff, ignore the questions of whether or not there's going to be massive overhaul from the very top down in your organization and play at a high level. It's incredibly unfair to a second-year player, a second-year Canadian quarterback. He has great potential. Is he in the right situation to access all of that? I don't think so, but if he helps them at all, would anybody really be surprised based on what we know about Trey and everything that he's done in his career, playing through Waterloo and all the rest? I don't think so. Some food for thought on that one when it comes to all things Edmonton Elks. Don't forget to support our good friends over at Fox 40. Master your game plan with Fox 40 coaching boards. Choose from a range of clipboards, carry boards to help with your sideline needs this fall. Visit fox40shop.com. Shop coaching boards and more. Take 15% off your entire order with the code CFP15. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on CFP Today.